Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. And on this quick shot of romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Lindsay, and we are reviewing Until You Can't by Brittany Shaheen. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks, Leah. So happy to be here. Okay, so you can find the synopsis from Goodreads on our on the shelf show notes. So if you want to hop over to the show notes to read that, this book was released October 20th, 2022. So it's not that old. The tropes are age gap, protector romance, forbidden romance. There's a little bit of taboo element to this. Brothers X, um, enemies to lovers, slow burn, and fake relationship. It seems like there's a lot of tropes, but a lot of them make sense. And it actually isn't really tropey like once you get into the book. And it is a standalone. The point of view is dual first person and the put out percentage is 75%. And I actually listened to the, I read this book when it like probably about a month and a half ago. And then I listened to the audio that just came out and it is Jason Clark and Ava Lucas. So what did you think about until you can't Lindsay? I couldn't put it down. Really? Yeah. I was like immediately sucked in. I really liked it. Glad. Um, so this is Ryan and Natalia's story. So Natalia, she's a few years younger than Ryan. So hence the age gap. Um, they were next door neighbors when they were growing up, but by the time Natalia got to like an age where like anything like could have happened, Ryan had already enlisted, um, in the Navy and he was a seal, but the book starts kind of with a bang in the prologue. So the prologue is three years in like the past from like where the book takes place and Ryan is showing up at his brother's apartment. His brother is not there. He is, Ryan has just gotten hurt again and is basically in this moment of upheaval in his SEAL career. And he bumps into Natalia in a way that is delightful. (laughs) But then he proceeds to pass out and she has to call the like call the emergency people to come and get him. And she she actually feels terrible that she has to do this. But she should have. She totally should have. I agree. She did the right thing. He'd asked her not to. It's all in the prologue. This is we're not spoiling anything. No, we're not. It's two seconds into the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot that happens in that little like bit of prologue though, but she, she totally should yeah. have like, but she feels bad. At the fact that like, she knows that his life is going to be changed like completely because of what is happening. And she has always had a thing for him, which we find out. And there's reasons that things don't happen with them sooner than they do for reasons. It's a little bit stupid reasons to be honest, but whatever, but she's always kind of had a thing for him. But then we find out that he's always kind of had a thing for her, but never acted on those feelings because stupid reasons. Yeah. And then when it jumps forward, when it starts in the modern, like the modern day, the modern day, <laughs> the modern day 
<laughs> when it jumps to the modern day, <laughs> um, their circumstances pit them together in a way that makes a lot of sense. It's it kind of like really brings out their feelings and then gives them like that authentic first start. Like when mm-hmm. because otherwise I like that there's a fake relationship element to it, but they're never fake. And I yeah. kind of love that about them. Well, um, I'm like fake relationship in this sense where like he <laughs> like a fake relationship idea is introduced, but it's not really utilized. No. But one thing I will say is I didn't love the back and forth of like their talking. Like I can understand the process between I can't do this. I can't do this. Like he likes, does he like me? Does he not like me? Would he be with me? Would he not be with me? Like I understood it, but at the same time, like after like the 10th time, I was like enough already. Like I get it. Yeah. I would have liked the relationship to like move along a little faster too. Mm-hmm. Cause like once they do like have the conversation where they realize they have feelings for each other and they well, want it's... to be together, they move forward a little bit, but then like the plot of the story kind of intervenes and is a big reason I think why the book doesn't pop until 75%. Yeah, 75%. I actually looked it up today because I was curious. Um, It's, and the thing is like the slow burn makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. so the brother, Anthony is having money problems. He is a, he was an NHL player. He's no longer in the league. He's a habitual gambler like cheater which you find out and he's not he's not a good person like he does make some strides like by the end of the book and you don't want to dick punch him so much but you still don't really like him but he so he's gotten himself into a pickle and so anthony's dad's family is actually really wealthy in like the wine world and they're they're from italy and so anthony want needs money and so ryan is going to basically lay down himself in front of his uncle and beg for this inheritance that he's never wanted any part of because of things that had happened in the past like with their dad and i one thing i really liked is because they they go to italy and that's not a spoiler because they talk about going but there's a conversation that's had between his uncle and him and it really kind of opens his eyes to some of the mistakes that everybody made on each side like yes i completely understood where his dad was coming from and i understood where the family was coming from but after a while like you would have thought that they would have tried to mend those bridges i do like that they found a way to mend those bridges in the story Mm -hmm. i really like too how like the driving force of the story actually really nicely tied into like the end of his military career as well mm-hmm. I felt like there was in terms of like wrapping up all the loose ends I felt like she did a really good job of that too mm-hmm. because you don't always get that kind of closure to like really like he really got a fresh start with the way the book was written like mm-hmm. when you get to the HEA like he's definitely put that chapter of his life behind him yeah he's moving forward and he's kind of also like established clear boundaries with his brother and his family like 
you're no like <laughs> he like, can no this longer is the line you cannot like, like this is a line and I'm never going to cross it again and that's the thing well and like the book opens and you get the prologue and then it's three years later when chapter one starts and he but in those three years like you can tell he's definitely been like struggling like he has not he still hasn't figured out what he wants to do like he has been out of the seals for almost like three years now like because it it had happened a little bit after the prologue closes where he was actually like discharged and all that stuff so it's been like two and a half years where he has basically been floundering not having a clue what he wants to do because he was so wrapped up like being a seal was his identity like that was what he always wanted to do and always wanted to be like once he got to that point and so i do really like the fact that he he's content extremely content at the end of the book where he doesn't feel like the choices that he made along the way were the wrong ones like they weren't choices that he wanted to make but he was forced to make but he recognized like this was the best thing for me in the long run yeah i think you're right about that um he was really lost like he at the beginning of the story he's living with his friend and his friend's kid and he sees mm -hmm. like his his friend moving forward and yeah he he's moving back home to charlotte to be in the house with his mom like he's kind of regressing in fact mm -hmm. i think at the beginning of the story not progressing and i thought it was really interesting like you kind of perceive his brother as an entity that holds him back in a lot of ways but like that uh, yeah entire incident is actually like what propelled him forward into his future and I kind of love that dynamic mm -hmm. I love it when authors do little things like that like it's this massive inconvenience like it's not something you ever choose to happen but it's something that needed to happen um, well and one thing too is like if this situation with his brother had never happened like he things would have happened completely different because that that whole storyline with Anthony's one of the defining factors for him going home the way that he did and when he did so i think that i mean you kind of have to say thank you anthony for being such a dumbass yeah because <laughs> he kind of propelled ryan's like direction but let's talk he about really did. let's talk about natalia so natalia i loved her so much like she she is she's having a lot of problems like there's no sugarcoating it she had opened a restaurant it is the one year anniversary and she is hemorrhaging money because and it's not because it's bad business it was just bad timing and so she's trying to save her business she's trying to just live her life and i feel like she just keeps getting beat down but it's not her fault no and she's also very proud like she's gonna mm -hmm. do this on her own it is her baby she doesn't want help or handouts she has so many people willing and wanting to help her but she wants to do it on her own she mm -hmm. wants that pride of being able to do it on her own yeah and well and she does she also doesn't want people to know she's struggling so like well, her, struggling the people so closest much. to her yeah yeah like 
her, the head chef who his name is Enzo and I love him. I think he's an amazing character and rumor has it. He is getting a book in 2023. This was only supposed to be a single standalone, but I think people loved him so much that Brittany was like, yeah, I'm going to totally write a book for him. I don't know. It was loosely confirmed. So I don't know if it's actually happening, but it needs to, it does. But so Enzo, like he knows that they're having problems, but he doesn't know how much they're having problems because Natalia refuses to tell anybody exactly how many issues she has like her sister's life is falling apart who i really did like her sister too but her sister's life is falling apart like her marriage is in shambles her husband is an absolute dick and like we don't even meet him on page i don't think no and you you don't meet him on page and he they he's not even a infant yeah he's not even around and they have an infant together i think mm-hmm. she's like not even a year old she's nine months she's nine months i remember that but so he's he's just a piece of trash and we don't like him at all and you can find mm-hmm. out why if you read the book because that's and a you piece should that, read it that's a piece that you just need to read because when enzo finds <laughs> out like why like what happened oh my gosh i thought he was gonna burn the world down yeah i'm really hoping they get a book mm-hmm same but so but <laughs> natalia natalia is she is she's this strong independent woman who she unfortunately has moved back in with her parents because she like is trying to save money she has sold her like precious cheap because she's trying to save money and so brian in the grand scheme of things he wants to help her and she's like i don't i don't want that from you i want to be able to do this on my own I love that dynamic too. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the fact that like he wants to help her, but he understands like she needs to stand on her own and she needs to do things the way that she wants to do them. He's so yeah. jealous at times though. And I love every second of it. Oh my gosh. He is so jealous, but I love that. Like you're like what you're saying. He, she needs to do things on her own. He gives her this space to do it mm-hmm. but he supports her like a hundred percent yeah and yeah that's he's such a sweetheart he is he's a very swoony hero and i and i just it's one of those ones he has this possessive element of alphaness but at the same time like he has those beta characteristics in the way that he deals with stuff but he's not a beta at all you no. know what i mean yeah and then the other thing that I really like is like I'm gonna jump ahead to the end of the story again that's fine like we were talking about Natalia and like you see how strong and independent she is but then when it gets to like the climax of the book and everything is going down she Mm -hmm. realizes that like she really couldn't have handled a relationship with him when he was in the SEAL team like Mm -hmm. (laughs) she realizes like she wasn't cut out for that because And then she also kind of realizes that like she needs him. Like Mm -hmm. she's no longer in a situation where she's has to be alone. And she kind of accepts like at that point, it really tips their really just tied up so nicely for the ATA. She really like moves past her pride to understand that like they are actually a partnership and like she can accept help and well, and that was one of the big things, like because um Ryan talks about like when he He comes home at one point and he sees her and he has this almost innate reaction to seeing her, but he's like, 
it wasn't the right time. And I think that that was like a big thing, like throughout their story, like as like he, he was in the seals, she was growing up, she was in college, she was with Anthony for reasons and you understand it, but then you're like, but why? But it, it makes sense and it works and it, it, it has that forbidden, forbidden taboo element, but it's not at all. Cause Anthony is like, he's a moot point. He doesn't even factor into the story aside from the fact that he's an idiot. Um, but I think the fact that like the timing was never the right thing for them. Like it was all, always came down to timing. Like when the prologue happens, her situation was what it was, but if he had been, if Ryan had been in a different place, I think it would have played out differently. Like six months later that they talk about certain things that happened. If Ryan had been in a different place, I think it would have worked out differently. So it was really a matter of like these two people, like they were always destined to be together. It was just, it was the wrong time for them. And they needed this moment to be the perfect moment for them to come together. And I really like, I, I say this a lot in these quick shots. I always love it when the author does something where every little bit of the story ties into like mm-hmm. building, strengthening a relationship and then creating a strong happily ever after where like, mm-hmm. you know, they've left off with a rock solid foundation. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And she did such a good job with that. Like there's nothing, I didn't feel like there was really anything unnecessary to the story. Right. And it's, it's actually not an overly long book. It's a, it's a pretty quick read, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of meat in this book. It's, it is full, but it is, like you said, like there is nothing unnecessary. There's not like an extra storyline. Cause even, even those side character stories, they're wrapped up in a way that if we never got a book, that would be okay. Like it's, it's not okay. People, we need those books, I know. but it, it would be okay if we don't get them because there's this contentment with those side character stories that you're itching for more from them, but it, but you're not left hanging at the same time. And I think that's yeah. the big thing is like, yes, she created this new world that has little tie-ins to some of her other worlds because of what Ryan used to do. So like you hear about Knox and if you, if you know who Knox is, like it makes sense. And you hear about um, some of the Maddoxes. So like, if you know who those are, it makes sense to you. But if you haven't read those stories, you don't need them either. So she gives enough detail of her side characters to draw in the readers that are, who read everything that she puts out. But this book truly stands all on its own and it is clean and finished and complete. But just you really want Enzo's story. And you I really just, want Enzo's story. You got yeah. a, you dangled that carrot. You dangled that carrot. The dirty dangler. Now. The dirty dangler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is a complete standalone. Um, I have read like certain books. Like I haven't read her whole series, but mm-hmm. I've read like a like four out of order um of course you did yeah (laughs) 
Uh, they're not even like one, two, three, four. They're like one, seven, five. (laughs) You're stressing me out with that comment. Yeah, like you know the other characters, but you also get like, I also like the way she did it because like if you do really like this book, I do like her other books as well. And I feel like just the amount that you get to see the other characters when you really, like if you were reading this book as a first time, you wouldn't be upset that you hadn't read any of the others, Mm -hmm. but it's like just enough to where you can also kind of get a feel for them to determine if it's like a book that you must read. Well, and that's the thing like she ties them in in such a way you're like, Oh, this character is intriguing. What, like, what is his story or what is her story? Like I need to go read them and it, but it's not in the sense where like, you have to go read them. It's like, I need to know more about that character because I've read a couple, I've read her newer series. And like, again, you get little snippets of some of the characters that she talked about in this book, but not enough. And so it's one of those things where I still need to go back and read those in order, of course, because that is how I like to roll things. But it's not, it's not so much that it's, I don't feel, I didn't feel lost at all going into this book. And I thought that like, since she touted it as a standalone, I was like, I really hope that it is. And, but it truly was. It was, it was really good. It was, it was a very good book. And the audio, let me just talk about the audio for just a second. So <laughs> I, like I said, it's Jason Clark and Ava Lucas. They they blend well. I did enjoy it, but there was something about Ava Lucas's, the way that she does the additional characters, like her voice that she used for Ryan, like at times, like it was jarring to me and it, it wasn't off-putting. I just didn't love it. And I think it was just because Ryan is like this alpha guy who I, I guess I just expected his voice, like even when she is doing it in a certain way and I didn't get that and it was fine, but I, it was, it's, it's a good audiobook. I did enjoy it. It was a delight for my ears. I listened to it at two, like two speed instead of like one, because I don't have the attention span to listen to one. And also like if one puts me to sleep, no matter who is talking, but it, it was, it was a very good audiobook. It's audible exclusive though. So that is something to think about. If you have Kindle Unlimited and you download the book, it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. And then you can return it in Kindle Unlimited and they don't charge you extra for not having the book. Yes. Because it is Kindle Unlimited. I read it. um, I read it in my Kindle and it was a really good quick read. Like once you start getting into it, the action is so quick. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much happening back to back to back. Like the plot moves at such a nice pace. It's hard to like step away from it. I, well, and it's also the storyline moves really fast. Like I mm-hmm. think from start to finish, not including like the final like piece of the the story, like start to finish, like chapter one to like the wrap up of the story is maybe 10 days. Yeah, it's quick. Like it's fast. It's like the quick. timeline was fast, but it makes sense and it works. And it, I didn't feel like the, the storyline was rushed at all. I thought it moved organically and I didn't, I didn't need more time for it to no. pan out no and I think it works too in the sense that they knew each other for so long that there had been feelings there mm-hmm. because like that pacing would not have made sense it would have been too insta love I think without their history in the background and yeah and I and like I did say it was enemies to lovers but when you it's it it, it is but it isn't at the same time and when you you 
like neither one of them have been like the nicest to each other but again there's reasons and as you read the story you understand like where their feelings and snark and all that stuff comes from so mm -hmm. it's one of those things there's like a lot of underlying feelings for both of them and they manifest them in not always the nicest ways yeah i also kind of think like that dynamic for them helped them like not have major communication issues mm -hmm. well because they, they already had those issues yeah they had the issues so like when they were actually like getting into the meat of their relationship and deciding to be together like there wasn't any big drama about it it's just like it happened kind of organically they were both like yeah we both want this so we're mm -hmm. doing this and they're like yep we're doing this yeah, and i love much. that kind of relationship i don't like when they have like the big dramatic communication issues and like sometimes with enemies to lovers they get like so caught up in like well we hated each other for so long mm -hmm. he was so mean to me like can we actually make this work there was none of that yeah there wasn't any of that and like once they honestly once they got to like that the good place in the relationship like the good like the turning point where they were no longer like these two elements but like one element like it was just it was pretty smooth sailing like they're like the story itself wasn't over but they like their relationship like there wasn't anything more that they needed to work no, and on like yeah and like the conflict in the story really creates a situation where like they're you see them both being like very strongly independent Mm -hmm. on their own and like the conflict kind of moves them into a way where they learn to figure out and like work together mm -hmm. and it just like I said before it just sets such a nice foundation for the relationship like for it to be such a fast-paced story to have like that kind of strong foundation for your characters and then because mm -hmm. it's really hard to do a quick paced story like over the course of 10 days without it being insta-love or something mm -hmm. like that it's really hard to feel like there's a secure happily ever after at the end of all yeah, that but it was very believable and I trusted yeah. in it and it makes it made me happy honestly yeah, I just I did really enjoy this book so you do need to check this one out <laughs> just everybody okay so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance if you do send us an email at the BQ so much Lindsay for reading this book when I texted you and was like can you read this book <laughs> I enjoy read the books. I know you do. I mean, love you for it. I always love them. I'll read anything. <laughs> and until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.